This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you, beautiful? Thank you for tuning in today. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. This is the True To You podcast, and we are at episode 15. This feels like a really significant milestone. It's a small milestone, but it is still a milestone on this podcasting journey. And thank you so much for tuning in. I have huge gratitude for all of you that tune in every week or maybe you have to binge listen a few episodes now and again. Either way, thank you so much and thank you for putting you first and taking action on these episodes. I've had some amazing feedback around things that people have resonated with and what they are taking action on as a result. So you're all amazing. You're wonderful. I just hope you know that. Wow. Okay. I had so much fun, can I say, putting together today's episode because we are having a very frank conversation about stepping into our fullest potential. This is a subject that I absolutely love. I love, love, love because... It forms the why of why I coach and why I want to support women is to be able to see them step into their fullest potential. In saying that though, I am also personally very much a lifelong student of this work too. So it was really an aha moment, uh, what I'm about to share with you today and I hope that you see this as something that's possible for you. And to reiterate, let's go back to the beginning, to reiterate episode number one, if you feel that you are ready to do this work, this will require you to be okay with taking up space and being visible. And I give you the biggest, fattest permission slip in the entire world to be okay with taking up space, not to be okay with it. Actually, I'm going to draw a line there. I'm going to say you are going to take up space and you are going to be visible and that is 100% your right and you have permission to do that. So some of you may have heard of a great book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. If you have, then you'll probably be nodding your head all the way through this episode and if you haven't then you might want to hit pause right now on this episode and run to your nearest bookstore get your little butt to the bookstore and get a copy of this book I'm actually reading The Big Leap right now for the second time in two months because this book had such a profound impact on my life. It was one of those wow moments when I got to a certain part in the book and I was like, 
holy S-H-I-T. Okay. (laughs) I need to do some work here. And I remember my husband coming home from a trip away in New Zealand and he said, have you heard of the big leap? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of that. A few people were talking about that a few years ago. So I feel like it's no coincidence that this book has landed in my life in this particular time. And I'm really grateful now that I get the opportunity to share with you some of the wisdom from this book because it's absolute gold. The particular moment in this book that stopped me in my tracks while I was lying in bed one night reading on the Kindle is this concept that he talks about called the upper limit. And the upper limit could also be referred to as self-sabotage. We're probably pretty familiar with that concept. And he talks about the upper limit as being the very thing that stops us from moving into our zone of genius. Okay, I'm going to back up a second here because zone of genius might also be a completely new term for you and you're going, okay, what is zone of genius? That sounds really elusive. Is that even possible? I'm not even a genius. Okay, hold up on all of those thoughts. Your zone of genius for you is absolutely where the magic happens. It's where you become so excited by your mission in life, whatever that may be for you, that you cannot wait to get out of bed. It's where you create a career or a business that is uniquely expressing your true gifts. Wow. Okay. When I read that, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Gay Hendricks. But... In order to leap into the zone of genius, we must dissolve, not get rid of, not abandon, not kill off, all of those words. We must start to dissolve the upper limit. And the upper limit is self-imposed. It's something that we have put on ourselves that stops us from feeling good majority of the time, achieving a level of success that we define to be success. And what the upper limit does is manufactures thoughts to have us suddenly feel bad, not feel worthy, and basically sabotage our success. It sounds a little bit crazy, right? Like really, do we actually do that? But you'll be very surprised. And to go a little bit deeper further on this idea of zone of genius and hitting your upper limit, there was a particular sentence in the book that was my personal holy S-H-I-T moment. It was when Gay Hendricks spoke of his own experience of busting through the upper limit. And he said, I found my biggest resistance was the fear of owning my full potential. As I explored this fear, I realized that making such a commitment put everything on the line. It eliminated any excuse I've ever allowed myself not to achieve it. There you go. 
So for me, the part of that sentence that really got me in the heart was when he said the fear of owning my full potential and what that would mean for me. For you in your career, this might be right now, full potential looks like that big promotion might be next year, but it might actually be five years down the track. It could be the process of switching industries altogether, doing a big 180, leaping over to the competition because you know that working for that company is really aligned with you and your values and in your heart, it's a hell yes. It might be taking your business full time. It might be starting that side hustle or starting from the beginning and studying for the first time or perhaps studying your second or third degree. For me, like I said, these words in particular, that fear of owning your full potential was a huge wake up call for me. Because I knew that I had felt this fear of owning my full potential, especially when I was testing my comfort zone. So when I was doing things that I knew were on the edge of my comfort zone, and I've had quite a few of those tests this year. And so I decided I'm going to take a bird's eye view from now on of these situations And I'm going to start to watch myself in action. In particular, watch what happens to my thought process when a new opportunity would come my way. When an email would drop into my inbox and say, hey, we want you to be a part of this. Or let's launch this. Or this is what would look like for you to get to this point. So every time a new opportunity would come my way, I observed these thoughts, like I said. And usually my thoughts and then obviously the emotions that came after that thought would go a little like this. Elation, then denial, then excitement, then fear, and then so on. It was like a Richter scale, literally up and down, up and down, up and down. I would almost always accept the opportunity. I want to have you know that I have turned down very few things this year, but it wouldn't be straight away. It would be after this aggressive ping pong match in my head and my heart wanting to freaking leap out of my mouth. And so I started to think to myself, why the bleep? insert any profanity swear word there that you want do I keep doing this to myself so I decided to go back to the book and I dived a little bit deeper into the big leap and what I realized from what Gay Hendricks was saying is that almost a thousand percent of the time (laughs) the upper limit is set by us I was setting an upper limit on myself. No one else was doing to me. The upper limit is completely invisible to everyone else, but it is the most powerful thing that you can ever experience. 
it can have us feeling like we're going through the motions because we constantly butt up against the ceiling of our upper limit. So we just kind of keep bobbing underneath it. We keep going through the motions day to day. And we continue to say to ourselves, oh, nothing's going to change. This is my lot. This is the cards I've been dealt, you know, so on. The limit, though, is actually programmed into us like a thermostat. It's, it's a dial. And I love the way that he describes this because it's such a true analogy. It's programmed into us at a very young age. So chances are your thermostat setting has been hovering around about the same temperature since you were a very young woman or man. It's programmed into you by the things that you're told, what the Joneses next door are up to, the media, the television, school, your parents, your community, all of these things are allowing you to set that thermostat. And you know why this limit is so very powerful? Because if we break through that limit, if we break through the ceiling that we've set for ourselves, it feels like risk. We believe that and we possibly will for a while, we're going to have to stand alone. This means that I'm going to be alone. I'm not going to be surrounded by the same people. I might lose people. People are going to judge me. Alone, alone, alone. We are going to really have to stand up for ourselves in that moment or beliefs that we hold and they're going to go against potentially not always and not everyone is going to be against what you what you claim to believe but it will mean that we'll have to stand up and raise our hand and say this is something I believe in but I want you to think for a second because yes we have this false ceiling that we've created for ourselves and yes Breaking through that means risk, could mean standing alone, means standing up for ourselves, means being visible. But how many times in history can you think of where people have defined, def defined, defied, defied the odds and gone against this, broken through that ceiling? I don't even have enough fingers and toes to even count the people. Ironically, we might look back at, at history and look back at those people and think, well, initially they, they stood alone. But over time, by standing alone and by standing up for that thing and by doing that thing that they really love and really gets them going in the morning, all of a sudden they draw one people, one person to them, two people, and then suddenly you have a crowd of raving fans and followers. If you look at a lot of the people that you love on social media, go back to some of their 
first post. It will literally blow your mind when you see that these people have started somewhere. But the question is, did they stop? Hell no, they didn't stop. We see this happen in fashion, in music, in the wellness industry, in technology, in politics. The examples, like I said, not enough fingers and toes to even count. So those people didn't stop. But when we stop, we argue for those limitations. We are arguing in favor of the limitations that we've put on ourselves Not the possibilities, not those incredible possibilities that are available. That thought that you have of this won't work because or but is usually what a lot of people will start a sentence with when they think about stepping into their zone of genius or stepping into their full potential. That thought feels safer to us than saying okay if I think about this there's a possibility it might not work but I'm going to do it anyway and the reason why we say but this won't work I'm not going to do that I think that that I'm going to fail there's too much risk in that is obviously because we're programmed at survivally even to enjoy comfort and quick wins like that's really the the brain is so primal in that way that it, it it's its tolerance level for any discomfort is very small so that's why instead of doing the thing we go pick up the instagram or we go get distracted and grab an ice cream or a coffee and then maybe we'll come back to it Or is it because, is the reason that we don't push that upper limit, we don't break through that ceiling, is because there's a story we've been telling ourselves for so long. And in the case of the big leap, he asks you to ask yourself this question of, well, how could I possibly be or feel any different to how I feel right now? (sighs) Big deep breath because that's a question that a lot of us probably do ask ourselves. You know, how could I possibly feel any different? I'm so stuck. How could it possibly be different? Before I go any further, I just have to add one little note in here that this episode is about the possibility available to you if you shift this mindset. And my belief wholeheartedly is that this mindset shift is possible for anyone. Because like I said earlier, there's actually way too much proof around us. Even if you can't see the proof in yourself, think for a second, who's already done this? There's way too much proof around us to deny that it's possible. However, I do acknowledge that we are all starting at different points. Our comfort zones are all different. 
So we're starting at different points with this concept. And some of us might have more capacity to bust through that ceiling, more resources than others. So starting completely where you are is so fine. And might I add that this idea of stepping into your zone of genius, busting through your upper limit, that will come up in all areas areas of your life. So we're looking at our career today and our work, but this comes up in money, it comes up in relationships, it comes up in family. And that question of how could this possibly be or feel any different, if you applied that to some of those other areas of your life, you might be feeling that there too. So ultimately, if we do this work in one area of our life, it's possible, especially if we commit to that zone of genius, that we can feel differently in other areas of our life too. So let's get practical. How do we start to dissolve the upper limit? And I love that he uses the word dissolve. I'm just going to share a little bit on this for a second because for so long, I thought that I had to be fearless, that I had to get rid of fear, that fear was the enemy, that um, I had to eradicate these beliefs in, in in a click of the fingers and they would be gone. But the word dissolve... When you think about something dissolving, like even just after it's rained and there's water on the on the sidewalk, on the pavement, and slowly over time, well, it evaporates, but it goes away, it dissolves, but it takes a while, doesn't it? And so thinking about dissolving our upper limit gives us a little bit of grace. It makes it feel as though I can do this I just need to keep taking one step put one foot in front of the other so it's that question of what could you do today to begin to let go of your old beliefs about what's possible and quick side note here if you haven't gotten your pages of possibility yet and started that journaling practice That is one way that you can start to dissolve some old beliefs around this and start to step slowly, but actually step into your fullest potential. So if you want to grab your copy, the framework to be able to do the pages of possibility journaling exercise, it's four questions and five minutes a day. It's incredible. And it's very simple, but it is so powerful and so profound. Go to rubymarsh.com right now and go and grab that. Okay. Alrighty. So practically, how do we dissolve this upper limit? So to finish off today, I wanted to give you four things, just four things. You don't have to do all of these things. You can experiment with one or two. But these four things can really help. They're really simple and you can do them daily. So number one, and number one is, is, a, is a really potent one and it's very top of mind personally for me because I've been observing this in other areas of my life. 
so it can relate to your career or like I said, if you work on this in other areas of your life, it will flow into your career and vice versa. Number one is practice the art of receiving with grace and love. Receiving compliments. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Receiving gifts from people. Big, small, monetary. Receive it with grace and love. Receive the wins. I start every coaching conversation with my clients with asking them, what are the wins this week? Or what are the wins over the last two weeks that you've had? You know, I'm a fan of the number one rule when it comes to wins. So even if you have one win that you can think of today from this week or from the past two weeks or even this month, make sure you receive that win. Make sure you celebrate that win. The next thing. And some of you may or may not agree with me on this one, but I am actually a real stand for this because this is an act of receiving. And I see so many of us put our head down. You know, we don't accept things. We don't accept support, help. But something as simple as if a guy or a girl opens a door for you, Say thank you, you know, smile back at them, acknowledge them, receive it. Or my particular favorite, which I've noticed because I drive quite a big truck. <laughs> it's totally not my kind of car, but it's actually really great because we're doing a lot of travel between Sydney and Newcastle. So it's really great for that. If someone helps you back out of your car park or helps you back into a car park, let them do it. Allow them to do it. They're offering some help and smile back when they do it. I'm really grateful because I drive a big car. So chances are it's going to be easy to scratch that car or bump into something or not see it. So I am so grateful when someone helps me with that. The other thing you can do in terms of the art of receiving is every time a client pays you, every time your work pays you and your salary drops into your online bank account, jump in there and take a moment to pause. Bless that money and, and be thankful for it. Notice when it's oh gosh, thank God that, oh gosh, I can actually, you know, afford X, Y, and Z now. When you see that money drop into the account, thank you. I appreciate it. And then maybe you can think about all of those things you've got to pay for next, but take a moment to bless it. Don't just celebrate the big things like the pay rise or the bonus. If you have a salary that comes in weekly or fortnightly or monthly, every time that comes in or every time you get a payment from a client, celebrate that. Even if it's just in your head, even if it's a little fist bump in the air, whatever it takes to celebrate. And when someone comments on your creativity, 
I want you to receive that because I know that there are a huge amount of women out there listening to this that consider themselves creative beings and it is so important to nurture our creativity that we receive anything from others with love around that, any acknowledgement. May it be the clothes you're wearing, the meal you made, something that you created with your hands, uh, whatever it looks like. Enjoy that moment when, when you receive a compliment. This, this is about nurturing your capacity to feel good right now. So I'm looking at the small things. Like I said, I'm not looking at that once yearly bonus that you get or that massive pay rise that you've been clutching at for a long time. I want you to nurture your capacity to feel good moment to moment to moment rather than waiting for that big opportunity to drop into your lap. So number one, art of receiving. Number two, if you feel the fear come up when an opportunity does land in your lap, I want you to breathe into that moment. That moment that someone says, yes, I will be on your podcast. Yes, I would like to be your client. Yes, I will come to that. Whatever it is, and you suddenly feel that fear coming up. Oh gosh, now it's really happening. Breathe. Take a deep breath because when we feel fear, we often stop breathing. And when we stop breathing, it's like when you hyperventilate or when you hold your breath, your brain function starts to shift. It's suddenly moving into survival mode, but it's also feeding that fear. So every time that you feel the fear and you actually just breathe into it slowly and calmly, and if it helps, connect with your body as well. Put your hand on your heart as you breathe. Even if it's just a couple of breaths while you're sitting in your car before you go into that meeting. Just breathe. Just breathe before you say yes. Number three. This one's a little bit harder because we need to shine the light on ourselves. And this is going to require you to be a little bit truthful with yourself. And you can do this with the support of someone else, like a coach in particular, or someone that is your accountability buddy in your life. Find someone that you can really trust, number one. And this is a practice. This is a practice that will help you to dissolve those old beliefs. So what I want you to do is start to take note of the stories that you hold on to. Those repetitive thought patterns that keep coming up, those repetitive excuses. And I shared with some of those a little bit earlier. Some other examples of those are when someone says to you, hey, I really think you could do this. Hey, I think this would be perfect for you. Or 
oh my gosh, you would be great at that. And just pause for a second. Go back to number two. Breathe into the fear if it comes up. See how what what thoughts come up next. What uh, words come out of your mouth. Take note, even if this is all you take note of, is the excuses, the buts. And I, this is really just an observation exercise. I don't want you to do anything more than observe. Some sentences that you might say to yourself or you might say out loud could look like, but I'm the new girl and I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But I don't have the responsibility to do that. But who am I to do that? I've never done that before. Or you might notice in response, physical things start to happen. You get a headache. You get tired. Suddenly that back injury flares up. Suddenly you've got, I don't know, but chances are, and he talks about this a lot in the book, how so many people reach that, that upper limit and they get sick. And they reach the upper limit and they get sick. And so, yes, sometimes you will get sick. But also notice when that occurs. When does that happen? And this one, like I said, I really want this to become a simple observation exercise for now. I want you to tread really gently with this. It's an awareness practice. It's not a judgment practice. It's not a making yourself wrong. It's just noticing and not changing anything. Noticing how many times those buts come up in sentences. And finally, number four, challenge yourself to do 10 minutes a day expressing your true genius to the world. Whatever that looks like for you. And for all of my incredible creative women out there or people that love being creative, but might might not say, acknowledge that they're a creative person, but I know you are underneath it. Do those creative acts every single day, even a little bit towards it. It might be a few minutes of writing. It might be dancing to your favorite song. It might be singing. It might be painting, or maybe it's uh cooking a beautiful meal once a week and having some friends over. But if you can, every single day, I want you to do 10 minutes in what you see as zone of genius tasks. So those are those things that you know, are, like he, he says, aligned with your mission, uh, that you know if you were to wake up and do that thing in the morning, it would be the thing that would get you out of bed. It allows you to uniquely express your gifts. Okay, so I'm just going to repeat those four things again because I think they are so important. Number one, practice the art of receiving with grace and love. Number two, if you feel the fear, breathe into it. Number three, Shine a light on your butts and your excuses and the stories. Just shine a light. That's all I want you to do. And number four, challenge yourself to do 10 minutes every day 
in your zone of genius. Wow. Like I said at the beginning, this was a truly inspiring piece of work to be able to share with you and teach you today because as I said, I'm a lifelong student of this. And as a lifelong student, I'm also fortunate enough that I can be in a position where I can coach and teach women and support them to move into their zone of genius. So take one of those four things and implement them into your life. See what happens. See whether your capacity to experience more love and more abundance and more success, more money, more creativity, whatever you want to bring into your life. See if your capacity for those things begins to expand. Not only do they come into your life, but you are completely at ease and in love and enjoying moment to moment. Okay, my friends, you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next week. Hey there, girlfriend. Podcasts are incredible, aren't they? But of course, as you probably know, the real magic happens when you take those concepts you've learned and apply them directly to your life through daily action. If you're yearning to find more meaning in your work, then I want to invite you to take that daily action by joining me in my one-on-one -on -one mentoring program, The Unstoppable Woman. To find out more, head to rubymarsh.com slash private mentoring. I cannot wait to take the journey with you.